This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, what meds you may have in your home that could also help your pet and author Tammy Billups' latest book on our animal companions. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting, with some great information, our pet tips of the week. And, Monica, there's so many, we're going to break it into two segments. So we'll do this show and then our next show after that. But you have 15 really great remedies or what we could do at home until we could get to see our vet or talk to our vet on the phone and ask if this is something that we could do. So, but you have some great information to kind of help us through this. So, um, what do we have to, to go through? There's so much. This office could get busy or it's a weekend. You can't get a hold of anybody. So what we usually talk to clients about too, especially, you know, if your client has a specific illness or ailment ailment that they're getting on a regular basis, um, it's always good. And I always want to preface it, all of this with, these are things that most of us have in our household that we don't have to wait for our vet to open, go get a prescription for, or get in. However, None of the dosages are going to be on the back of the bottle. You're definitely going to need to talk to your veterinarian and find out 
what dosage your pet would need of these items. Um, because that is very important. And even though these are over-the-counter medications, you can cause a lot of problems if they are not given correctly. So you definitely want to, you know, talk to your veterinarian first. And what I usually recommend, and um, a lot of veterinarians sometimes talk to pet owners about this, but when you're in for your annual wellness exam, talk to them about, you know, hey, if something happens after hours, you have my dog's, you know, information right here. She has an upset stomach or she this or has that, you know, what dosages should I be giving her of, you know, some of our at-home items? And they should be able to provide you with that information. And I always say, you know, write it down somewhere, put it somewhere with your pet stuff. That way, when something happens on a weekend or a holiday, and it's something that isn't dire emergency where you need to, you know, find out an emergency clinic, um, that may or may not be open or may be full or at capacity, then at least you have something to help alleviate some of the symptoms and give your pet just a little aid until you can get into the veterinarian. And starting at that, there are, you know, every pet owner, you know, can have their little at-home kind of arsenal. Um you know, Dr. Reinhardt used to laugh all the time and whenever he would do like puppy visits, he would tell them, you know, you should always have a couple things at home. It's kind of like the, you go to a location and they have all, you know, like the axe behind the glass, like breaking case of emergency kind of stuff. So, um, <laughs> and those couple things, you know, can really aid in making your pet feel better. So the first one, um, Imodium. So Imodium, um, the generic is uh, Lomapramide. Imodium can be used in pets for diarrhea. Um, however, there are side effects to, you know, the medication. Um, Imodium is known to be toxic to collies, um, certain breeds that have, you know, gene mutations. And in some breeds have been known to cause bloat. So this is, you definitely want to talk to your veterinarian before, you know, giving any of these medications because they may work great and have zero problems. But if you have a, a medication that is not used in conjunction with maybe a different medication your pet is on, or there is something with their breed, or maybe they have high liver values or high kidney values, then some of these drugs are not going to be indicated for all pets. It's not a not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. Um, the second one is Pepto-Bismol. This is probably one of the most over-the-common, widely used OTC meds for our pets. Pepto, very little side effects, um, can help coat the stomach, can help alleviate some upset stomach issues. Some things that you will see after giving your pet Pepto-Bismol is um, because of the business substrate, which is in the Pepto-Bismol, those stools can appear darker. So that can kind of concern people afterwards. So that's just, you know, a known side effect of giving that medication. Um, and also, if you are having issues and you get Pepto-Bismol prior to going into your veterinarian, make sure that they're aware of what you gave. For example, with Pepto-Bismol, af shortly after it's given, it can appear almost metallic on x-rays. So there's cases where, you know, you could go in and maybe your dog is having um vomiting or, you know, digestive issue, and they're concerned over, you know, some kind of blockage or maybe your dog ate something he shouldn't have, um, making sure it's not stuck in there. 
um, and they do an x-ray, they definitely need to know that Pepco was given because you can see things on the x-rays that um, can appear off because of Pepto. So anything that you do give to your vet, make sure you jot it down so you don't forget and bring that into them whenever you do go in for your visit. That way they're aware of what was giving. Um, and in some cases, some medications, you have to have like a day or two off of that before you can give certain other medications. So it's always important to keep track of what you're giving um, so that way your veterinarian is aware. Third one is Benadryl. Benadryl often used, you know, for allergies, motion sickness, um, even for travel anxiety. Um, there has been some cases of poisonings reported um, with Benadryl as far as dosaging. So you definitely, you know, need to be aware of um, what dosages are correct. But the most reported side effects for dogs that have had issues when given Benadryl is that it can cause sedation. It can cause excess salivation sometimes. Um, increased respiration, um, urinary issues, vomiting, loose stool, and a change in appetite. Increase, decrease, it can just, you know, kind of change. It could go either way. Number four is one that some people have recommended like years ago, but it's definitely one that has a lot of potential issues, and that is our buffered aspirin. You know, you'll have dogs that they hurt their leg or you know they're having arthritic pain and you think but there is a lot of issues when it comes to even buffered aspirin a lot of them oftentimes do have um the ingredient in there that causes issues like that's in tylenol and that's the it's a-c-e-t-a-m-i-n-o-p-h-e-n and it's the main ingredient in tylenol um, but even though it is a buffered aspirin and buffered, meaning it's easier on the stomach, um, a lot of them do contain that ingredient, which is not good for our pets. And it's also not recommended for any pets that senior pets, older pets, things of that nature. They are more pre, you know, disposition to kind of have issues with them and they can cause kidney damage. It can cause stomach ulcerations and even internal bleeding in some case. So that is one to definitely, it is a commonly, like, if you Google things that you can give, you know, a lot of times it'll list it, but it's something to definitely have a conversation with your veterinarian about, um, because you want to make sure that it is something that your pet can handle. Um, number five is tagamet. So tagamet treats gastritis, reflux, um, esophagitis in our dogs. Um, and also it is used commonly in dogs that have mast cell tumors. Some of the side effects are often seen in our senior dogs and then also pets with blood disorders. Um, so those are generally ones that are more prone to side effects. Overdose in tagamet can cause tachycardia and respiratory issues. So, you know, definitely making sure that you know your dosage, but if you are giving tagamet, even at a dose that's recommended, and you're seeing um, respiratory issues or a change in breathing habits, that's definitely a sign that, you know, you need to um, discontinue use and, you know, seek the care of a veterinarian. Number six is Prilosec. Um, Prilosec, the generic is a Amaprazole. Um, it's used commonly for ulcers, um, excess stomach acid in our pets, 
Um, it can sometimes be a problem when it's combined with other medications. Um, so again, definitely talking to your veterinarian and sure that any of these medications are not going to be issues if they're used in conjunction with other medications your pet may have been prescribed. Uh, number seven, hydrocortisone cream. So I, hydrocortisone cream is great if your pet gets bitten by ants or has a reaction to something like itchy spots on the skin. Um, you do want to keep hydrocortisone cream away from the eye area and um, be cautious of the dogs licking it. Um, some of the side effects with hydrocortisone cream can be um, behavioral changes, um, weakness, and even nausea. So definitely, you know, I know it's hard because your pet gets into ants or has a hot spot. Oftentimes, it's an area that they can get at and you notice it because they're looking at it or chewing at it. You know, oftentimes with their feet, things of that nature. So spot is getting really red and needs to be addressed. Using hydrocortisone cream can help. It's just trying to keep your pet away from licking it and a large amount of it, at least giving it a good chance to absorb in. And if you're putting your pet in a um, e-collar or, you know, some kind of uh, air-blown collar that provide them a little bit of difficulty to uh, get to that spot and look at it. And number eight is Lamotil. Um, Lamotil, it's uh, atropine and diphenoxylate. And Lamotil is often used for diarrhea and colitis. Um, colitis is like a constant, um, and a lot of dogs have this issue when they have GI issues. Um, but colitis can be like a mucusy kind of stool. And it's chronic, it's kind of on and off. Um, but what Lamotil helps with is it actually slows down the digestive tract. So when you have a lot of these booster stool issues that can improve the ability to absorb those liquids out, um, you know, before, you know, the stool passes. So it can help, you know, firm it up that way. It also reduces intestinal secretions. And in some cases, the modal has actually been shown to reduce coughing. So the modal is definitely a medication that can be helpful in our pets. Again, it's just making sure that these medications are giving up the appropriate dose. So, and the thing is, you can go on and Google and you can get eight different answers from eight different sites of what a dosage should be for one size pet. So definitely have the conversation with your veterinarian when you're in for your annual, when you don't have a problem. Um, so that way you have time to kind of jot down notes, you know, with what dosages your pet should have of what, keep that handy. And uh, during the next issue, we'll, you know, go over some more. But there's a lot of medications that we have in our home that can help us out when we're in a bind. So hopefully when you talk to your veterinarian, kind of get suggested dosing, some of these medications may end up being good savior in aiding your pet's comfort until you can get into your veterinarian. Monica, this is great information. And again, these are things that we may have in our home. And like Monica said, the doc said just to have your little kit, have it ready because you never know when you're going to need it. And always check with your vet beforehand to ensure the correct dosage and to ensure that it's not in um, conflict with any other medications that your pet's on. So Monica, can you just read out the eight 
medications again. And what we'll do is on our next show, we'll go through the next group. Absolutely. So this week we went over Imodium, Pepto-Bismol, Benadryl, Buffered Aspirin, Tagamet, Prilosec, Hydrocortisone Cream, and Lamotil. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. And Monica, thank you for always bringing things to help pet parents out. So this is a great, great start. So in our next show, we will wrap it up with the rest of these great tips. So thank you, Monica. And I'll talk to you in the next show. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, during the most challenging times, animals could be our greatest strength and comfort. Stay with us. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Tammy Billups is an international healing practitioner, educator, and pioneer on the animal-human sacred partnership. The creator of Animal Human Tandem Healing, she has been a certified interface therapist, bioenergetics, for more than two decades. The author of Animal Soul Contracts and Soul Healing with our Animal Companions, Tammy is with us today to introduce us to her recently released new book, Animal Way Showers, The Light Work ushering in 5D consciousness, which 5D consciousness is all new probably to a lot of us. So I'm very interested in talking to you about this. So Tammy, welcome back to the show. Um, it's such an honor to have you with us. Thank you, Susan. Thanks for the invitation. It's great to be in conversation with you again about this lovely topic that's dear to our hearts. Yeah. It, and you know, for our first time listeners, our new listeners, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself and the amazing work that you're doing with humans and animals? Sure. Um, I, I started on this, this road that I'm on the last 22 years through having four deaths that were near and dear to my heart, first being my mother, which was unexpected. And then all three of my animals uh, transitioned back to uh, the light uh, within months of that. And it just started me, it, it pivoted my whole life because I was seeking help at the time. I was not in a great place. And all of a sudden I had this beautiful awakening to there being more than what I realized was ever there. And it really shifted me out of that corporate ladder climber 
role and into wanting to serve others and help others feel better about um, about not only you know their relationship with their animals but about just being healthier for themselves. So I work with people and their animals. I, I tell people all the time that when I, I'm still an animal healer, but I heal people through their <laughs> because their animals are these beautiful messengers for them through their behaviors and ailments and whatnot. They're always our mirrors. And I just love what animals are doing for humanity to help them raise their own vibration, to feel better, to have an easier grace-filled life every single day. And so I work in tandem with people and their animals to to work on what they what they partnered at a soul level to come together to to heal. Well, and this book, your new book, is so timely and insightful to me, having just recently lost my heart dog, um, Miss Olive, and a lot mm. that you wrote about was very, very, um, it resonated very highly with me. But what was your inspiration for writing um, Animal Way Showers? It was really the, so many of, I would say probably 95% of the example stories that I that I wrote about in Animal Way Shores were clients. And when I would hear that all these people globally that I work with, when they would have these profound stories of how this one particular animal transformed them through, uh, through a very difficult time or started them on a new path and partnered with them in their new work. I mean, it was, it's just incredible. And I, I never ceases to amaze me. And I thought, you know, people really need to know what these animals are doing for us on so many levels. So it was really just these these beautiful animals that I got to know globally through working with them in their person and, and learning about uh, the many levels of their service. And that's so true because those listeners that know me, know um, Olive, know that I had um, been in a bad car accident. I was going through physical therapy. I had multiple surgeries she was an amputee. She had just lost her leg to cancer. She came out of a very abusive situation. And the rescue came to me put with her. And sh her and I have worked together until her um, passing. And she helped me. I helped her. I know she was sent to me. And I believe that people reading this book and reading the stories, they will resonate with them personally as they did. It actually helped me in my healing process. So I thank you very much for that. Mm, you're welcome. Thank the animals. I mean, mm -hmm. they're really, I feel like they're really the authors of this book. Yes. Yes. And you wanted to just share some insight into the way that the book was laid out. You had sacred purpose, sacred partnership, mm -hmm. and your sacred work. Can you go into that a little bit ah, with the yes. for the listeners? Absolutely. The first part of the book is really about their sacred work, you know, about what animals are, are doing for us and the many levels of it and the many different dimensions of it, the 3D experiences that we have, the 4D and the 5D, which are those, those loving, beautiful, gratitude, forgiveness, peaceful vibrations and emotions that we experience. Um, not as often as we'd like to, but when we get to them, that we feel better. The second part of the book is is really about uh, the sacred partnership and highlighting how certain animals will come into your life to pivot your world, per se, and steer you on a new course and allow, they will hold transformational healing presence for you and others to uh, to 
to allow in the healing that is best in your highest and good and all of those in their wake. So it's really about these heart opening stories. And each animal that I write about in the second part of the book has a particular message for you. So I have a little guided practice mm -hmm. after each of those stories in the second part of the book about what their teaching is, you know, that you can tap into. And then the third part of the book is about your sacred work. How can you help the animals along their mission to bring about more of these beautiful higher vibrational feelings on a more consistent basis? What are things that you could do to proactively be in service to yourself so that then in turn, the animals are saying, yeah, high five, she got it, or he got it. And and yes, they're doing exactly what we hoped for for them. So it's a way to honor their soul missions. And I get into sound therapy, yes. crystal therapy. Mm -hmm. I interview uh, different uh, leading experts in those fields to to allow in that new level of awareness around these holistic therapies that are out there that animals love, I might add. And that people can lean into even more for their own healing journey. I think I, I love that. In the book, you feature, as we talked about, a number of stories of incredible animal way showers from around the world whose actions and their sacrifices on behalf of their human companions changed them forever. I mean, I had so many favorite ones. I mean, there were so many of them that just like mm. touched me and it was just, it was just really great and very enlightening and very inspiring to me. Is there anyone that you could maybe talk about that just share with the listeners so they get an idea of, of the type of stories? I mean, these are so mm -hmm. transformational and everyone, every story had a purpose. So, yes. Well, I'm drawn personally to the story about Maverick, the horse mm -hmm. and the lane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Elaine was born into this family where her, her, her older brother was not even a year. They didn't want another baby. And her brother had higher needs. And so, you know, she was like this new infant that wasn't necessarily desired. And, uh, and then was kind of off in the background while they were tending to her brother. And then she didn't really have this great relationship. Her parents got divorced when she was two. Her father went on to marry uh, went on to uh, another life partnership who, with a woman that she loved. And that woman died of cancer when she was nine. And then, you know, she got put in a place uh, every afternoon where she was sexually molested when she was very young. And so she had this very traumatic background. And yet through it all, there was one saving grace was her love of horses. And as she, you know, got a little bit older you know, she, um, and I'm saying older, meaning 10, 11, she started reading everything about horses and she, that's what she dreamed of. That's what she wanted. And when she was 13, finally, her father said, you know, well, I heard tell of a horse that they're almost ready to give away over in so-and-so field and uh, let's go take a look at him. And as it turned out, this horse had had not that all different background. He wasn't desired. Uh, he was put off on his own in a field, and horses, of course, are, are very much heard. And so these two came together, and <laughs> Maverick recognized her as soon as she walked into the field. He came over, and he went right up to her, and he started doing this little pony dance around her once he smelled her, and then he walked up to her face and just gave her this big slurp. And they went on this beautiful partnership together of healing their past and, and a life of service. 
because Maverick from the get go, he was he was unbroken. They say, you know, I hate that word, but mm. from the moment that that Elaine got on his back, um, you know, he didn't buck. He didn't bite. He was this beautiful, grounded way shower who said, "I can handle everything you've been through." And I can take it and we're in this together. And they would serve, I mean, she would take him to, you know, birthday parties and he's had hundreds of children on his back and, and, and even those that, you know, children that were in wheelchairs, you know, she would drive hours to take Maverick to, to allow children to be, you know, have that experience of riding a horse. And they went through this, this beautiful journey together. Um, even a journey of forgiveness because she didn't know love. She didn't know that she mattered. She didn't know her capacity to serve until Maverick showed up. And then they just went on this. I hope I hope readers do delve into that story in particular because it moves me every single time I read it. I get teared up. I'm getting teared up just talking about it now to think about how he served her and and all of those really in his wake and, and how incredible they both are for having the courage to embrace and heal and move forward from from their past to be able to help others. I love that. I got I got goosebumps when you start talking about it because yes. it was like he was waiting for her. And, and a lot of times, I think that people think of traditional animals and and on your cover, which is beautiful, and you go into it in your book. What what maybe people are drawn to, and the three you speak about are the cats, the dogs, and the horses, and. Mm-hmm. In my family, I've had all three, so I know that how each of them are. And horses are like a little spirit, and I mean, dogs and mm-hmm. cats are too. But horses have this special uniqueness about them that is, and people don't always think of that if they don't know them. And uh, and I think that Maverick was waiting for her, and that was he was mm-hmm. waiting for their work to start together. I couldn't agree more. And horses do absolutely hold that transformational healing presence. That's why when we so often when we walk up to certain horses, just we, we're stopped in our tracks and we just have to take that deep breath mm-hmm. because we're just blown away by how majestic they are. And we feel changed just from being in their energy field. Mm-hmm. It's, it's truly uh, miraculous. No, I wanted to ask you, many of our listeners are uh, animal rescues, or as I call them, I call them rescue angels. How does their compassion and respect for animals help raise the level of awareness out there? Well, I think they're also on their, all the rescuers per se, mm-hmm. you know, are, are not only rescuing a part of themselves, but they're, you know, their big hearted journey to help animals are, are, are really helping, you know, they're doing the same thing that human that animals are doing for humanity, right? They're, they're gifting of their souls to shift the vibration of all those animals that have been abused, right? And so we, those people who rally around the animals and help them, they're serving their sole purpose as well. They're an important cog in the wheel of, of shift on our planet, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, and I've been doing animal rescue for over 25 years, so it's like just something that I do, and they bring so much to me. We talk about, oh, you know, people say, oh, you're saving their lives. I'm going, no, <laughs> no, they're actually doing to me so yeah it's it's mutual for sure (laughs) now timmy how could like us how could we begin to create habits and rituals through the um the 
5D yeah. consciousness. And I know in your book you go through and there's a lot of practices, a lot of rituals, even journaling to, uh, to prompts and stuff just to get us started. But can you just kind of give us like a little bit of a, an idea how we could begin to create these habits? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, every day my intention is to make a statement each morning, you know, help me make 5D choices. Again, that 5D is really representing a higher way of looking at things, a higher way of being, uh, a non-attachment, a way of, of loving ourselves enough to not get drawn into the duality that life can bring us. You know, where somebody has to be right or wrong, or has to be mad at someone, or has to be bad or good. It doesn't have to be that way. It can just be like animals don't see someone who's bad or good in that way. They don't walk in a room and say, well, they voted this way or that way. I don't like that one. You know, they just love. You know, for the most part, depending on their background, of course. So so you can start with your intention to live a more expansive and happy life. So you do that really through pushing through the blocks of, of any place within you that has not received your own love, that you are judging of yourself. That's probably the best first place to start. Uh, is to look at where you might be judging yourself and think that you're bad or or not allowing in love. And we have to, the, the, the antidote to any type of abandonment or victimhood or feeling like you don't have enough or you don't matter, you're not enough, is really about loving yourself and bringing in that love for yourself that you didn't receive maybe as a child. So many people in rescue had abandonment early in their life. And so they're drawn to help animals that have been abandoned repeatedly as well. So getting into that habit of self-love, however that those habits uh, unfold for you, be it meditation, go on a walk, you know, journal, you know, catching yourself in those thoughts and saying, nope, I'm going to be kind to myself from this moment forward and just catching how we beat ourselves up all the time. And so really getting into that more positive, you know, I, I really think it's a spiritual, you know, place to be and believing and knowing that we're not alone, that we really do have these spiritual superpowers around us that we can lean into in any given moment to help us through difficult times. And of course, the animals in our lives. Well, speaking of difficult times, you did go through this in the book um, and you handled it beautifully, the pandemic. Mm. And how that, uh, I wrote an article for a number of newspapers, which was about the pandemic, the increase in adoption. I mean, I was in contact with places that had absolutely no animals left. Mm -hmm. And it was throughout the entire country. I, I believe that the animals helped the people, as you put very, you laid out very beautifully and graciously in your book, how they helped people get through the pandemic, especially those that were alone, especially those that were struggling with certain needs because they were alone or maybe they were within a family and it really helped the family to have this, you know, animal with them to go through this. And you outlined it beautifully. Uh, you know, I know I don't want to go into the whole thing, but I just like you to kind of give us an overview of your opinion of how that helped um, us through that okay. pandemic, that which was a very, very trying time for all of us, through the world. 
Absolutely. But out of that and came some good, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so much good. So many animals yes, got adopted. It was yes. absolutely incredible that found forever homes to people who were home alone who said, okay, this is the perfect time to integrate a new animal. What was the most interesting thing to me uh, uh, around that time was that in the very beginning, there was a lot of fear, of course. Nobody knew. Nobody had been through this. We don't know whether or not we were going to have enough food and toilet paper and all those things. And and yet this virus really attacked the lungs and the lungs uh, vibrationally and energetically and emotionally hold grief, unexpressed grief. And so I was with my clients seeing time and time again how uh, they were moving out a lot of, of grief and the animals. I mean, so many people will call me saying my animal has this lung thing going on, which I just thought was fascinating. Never, and it hasn't happened since that year in the same manner. I mean, they showed up for us and they said, let me help you move out your grief. And they would just absorb this grief from their people and show up for them in ways that they needed. And it, it was different, of course, in every household for what the animal was helping them with. But it was just miraculous and incredible how these animals showed up for people and said, um, that I'll help you through this time. I'll be here for you. You know, we'll get through this. I mean, I live by myself and I was missing hugging my family and friends mm -hmm. and the touch and for all those months. And yet when I would even sit and even think about that, one of my cats would jump on my lap in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time they would show up, I'm here. I've got you. I'll touch you. I'll hug you. You know, I'm here for you. And they knew. They just knew. Well, and I think that that out of something that that could have been perceived as very negative, a lot of positive came out because of the animals, I believe. You know, and I believe people came together, communities came together, like different things happened and it almost elevated things to take us to a next level so that we all kind of, we all live in our own little worlds, but it kind of brought us together in a in a different way. So, um, and you beautifully uh, outlined that in your book. Now, Tammy, where can the listeners go to learn more about you, your amazing work, uh, your recent book, uh, The Animal Way Showers, and the other books that you have, which are phenomenal, which work hand in hand with this? Oh, thank you. Yes, they can. Everything is on my website, TammyBillips.com. And I also have masterclass courses um, based on the contents of every single book I, I've written. So, um, and I'll be putting the 2023 dates on that soon. But I'd be, you know, they can, they can also reach out to me with any questions they have through my website or sign up for my newsletter. So everything is a one stop shop. That we love that. And before we go, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Oh, goodness. Send, when you can, send gratitude to your animal for all that they're doing for you. And I know you love animals, and I know you're sending them that, but also getting to that higher perspective of what they're doing at a soul level for you and honoring and appreciating it so much that you say, I'm going to change myself and emulate my animal more every day. Well, Tammy, thank you for being our guest again. And introducing your latest book, Animal Way Shares, The Light Workers Ushering in 5D Consciousness with us, and for making this world a kinder, better place for all of us, um, two-leggeds and four-leggeds. I thank you so much on behalf of our listeners. I'm sure that they feel the same. So thank you so very much. Thank you.
And for the same reason, I thank you in your service. Oh, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure to talk to you. And I look forward to when you do your next book that we come back and we talk again. I think that, that this is wonderful, the work that you're doing. Thank you. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.